It's not quite Aesop telling tales of tortoises, but rather a story drawn from nature with a lesson about life and the concept of emergence, silhouetted against the glimmering gold and crimson sun reflected in the great lake A solitary jack pine stands among ancient rocks and burgeoning new growth, its branches bowed but unbroken. Having taken root on these hostile shores where other trees dared not, it is one of the few survivors of a recent wildfire and a symbol of vulnerability and endurance. Where other species might fail to thrive in these harsh climes, the jack pine, with its wind-warped and fire-scorched limbs, continues to adapt and refuses to surrender. A fire tree, the jack has a special kinship with its blistering brother and sister. Unlike many other trees, it doesn't release all its seeds as they mature, but protects them for years, even decades, in thick, hard, serotonous cones glued shut by a strong resin. Only one thing can force this tree to yield its hidden fruit, and allow its natural evolution, fire. And when it finally comes, sweeping through the forest, the flames ascend to the tree's crown, their searing heat melting the resin and opening the scales of the cones to release the seeds. And the transformation by fire doesn't stop. The site has been cleared and the seedbed prepared for the newly fallen seedlings. And as it continues to swirl through the jack pine's world, it consumes the old, diseased trees and plants, reducing competition for the new life and creating a path for its emergence. Scorching everything to the ground, the dance of the jack pine and its fiery foe reveals that the wrath and renewal of rebirth are one. Words of Dirk Ridal from his study, Emergence. In our conversation with Gwen Harlman, art director of the Ververtu Art Studio, she uses the words emerge and emerging, as most of us would, to indicate that the studio and the artists are emerging back into the world following all the limitations imposed by the pandemic shutdown. But if we listen closely, we'll learn about all the ways the artists at Ververtu are stronger and even more deeply rooted in the elements that inspire them, including the fundamental elements of air, earth, fire, and water. Vervirtue is a non-profit arts apprentice studio in Dallas, Pennsylvania, just outside Wilkes-Barre, developed in conjunction with the Deutsch Institute. We had a chance to speak by phone with Gwen Hallman about the Vervirtue Arts Studio. Verve 2, Verve meaning high energy and Vertu meaning excellence in objects of art. Verve 2 is an art studio that taps into the creative energy of people in general, but we primarily work with artists with intellectual, physical, and emotional challenges, a diverse group of diverse artists with diverse abilities. And it's just been an amazing journey. We're going on 16 years of being together. A lot of the artists have been here that long, which is hard to believe. Suddenly, though, you had to call on all your creative instincts when the pandemic hit. When the big pause happened, we immediately started to Zoom, which we had never done before. And so, you know, we made sure the artists were able to have their computers ready, and we began doing arts and culture. And we had seven Zoom opportunities a day starting off with a morning meditation, 
a photography opportunity. Then we had arts and culture after lunch and another arts and culture slash education for Jeopardy. We had a Jeopardy game, which was all about arts and culture. But we traveled around the world, really, through the pandemic. And then in the evening, we had evening winding down. We, we did everything that people really enjoy doing pre-pandemic, and we, we found a way to do it via Zoom. And it really was interesting because we were able to really have a lot of art history classes. And again, like I said, we traveled all over the world and got to go into different museums. So it was really interesting after the pandemic. Well, it's not after. We still are living, obviously, through and navigating through dealing with a live pandemic. But we were able to continue to learn through our experiences of what we were learning on Zoom. So the artists really were versed in different other artists and masters and art forms. And so we were able to start trying that once we came back to studio. We actually just came back two weeks ago, and we saw the Van Gogh Immersive exhibit in Philadelphia, which was really fabulous to be able to do. And we did an overnight, and then the next day we went to the Philadelphia Museum of Art. So we are safely navigating times with our cultural experiences, continuing with studio time. However, we are still incorporating our Zoom opportunities, which gives people who typically didn't have full-time studio time the ability to still stay connected, and it means a lot to them. What have you seen then, Gwen, in the work that's been done in these past two weeks, the influences of the travels, literal travels to Van Gogh Immersive and the Art Museum and the sessions you've had throughout on Zoom? Are they turning up in various ways, in colors and shapes, or what do you see? Well, I think we've always been really, truly inspired by the artists of the past. But I think our Van Gogh exhibit really brought to mind the, the, the blue period and rekindling some artwork that we had done in the past. So I think, I think in general, it has just been a big hunger that needed to be satisfied with their connection with their peers, with being able to share their art and critique in meaningful ways about what they're doing. And I think that that's been something that they've really, really missed. So I think being back into living a full life again with safety precautions in place, the artists have really been grateful for the experience. And and art tends to be a therapeutic form of connecting, and there's a lot to be shared. But I think it's really interesting to know when we were in the exhibit, some of the artists knowing the particular painting. So that was really rich to know that how much they retained over the course of learning so much about Van Gogh and the other masters. And Gwen, just you as an artist, what was that experience like for you? We hear so much, we read so much about the immersive nature of the experience of Van Gogh's paintings. What did you find yourself as an artist when you were in the midst there? I I was just really taken away just to see the quality of work being surrounded by it. It was very ethereal because it really is all-encompassing. The artwork is on the floor, it's on the walls, it's on the ceiling. It's it's moving on people. So it was it was walking art, it was it was moving art, it was art that was living and breathing and it was just so rich. It was actually soul-filling. And then the music that was playing, it it was just all perfectly 
orchestrated, and it was just a beautiful experience to be with our artists there, to be with our friends, and experience just the the magic of it all. You know, having no inhibitions, lying on the floor, looking at things. It was just, and and again, we're in pandemic caution, so everything was very safe, and I felt comfortable traveling. We also did go to Maine twice this year. We didn't obviously go last year at all, but everybody was missing traveling together and doing our immersive experience in Nogunquit and going to the Yungaklin Museum of Art. And it was such a rich, Wood Gaylord had an exhibit, and there were just other really, really beautiful exhibits that were in premise. We, we toured and hiked the Rachel Carson Preserve and did block printing outdoors. Uh, it was just a very, it was a good emergence back into our studio, our friendships. You know, we really, I think, appreciate things so much more. And Maine is your special place, all of you. And the natural world is something that you, Gwen, have made sure is always a part, almost always a part of what you and the artists are doing at any given time, whether it's natural materials, the spun fibers and all of that. You really are so aware of the relationship of what you do in terms of that relationship. Yes, I I think that's important to me that, you know, nature is is our inspiration so often. And we have some beautiful pieces that we've been working on. We decided as a collective group that we were going to do a thematic piece this summer. And we were working on the elements, air, water, fire, and earth. And we were able to actually do some work while we were in Maine with natural pieces. But we are not having an open house, but we are going to be open on Saturdays throughout the holiday and, of course, shop small, buy local the Saturday after Thanksgiving to showcase some of our work. And so we're, we're excited about that. But, again, we, we reemerged, really. We were asked to participate in the Fine Arts Fiesta this year. So that was our first real emergence. We, we actually did, and it was amazing. People were just so hungry to see the hunger for natural fibers, for handmade artwork. It was truly one of the most wonderful shows we'd ever had, and the artists were able to be there. And that's kind of when there was that pandemic ease. There was a little breath that everybody in kind of really metaphorically exhaled during that time in May that Governor Wolf had passed that masks were not necessary in certain areas. We remained, and we still remain masked here at the studio, but we had so many opportunities to experience being outside and exploring the beauty of our region. We were in Maine in August and September, and we had two different groups of artists. We had eight artists that had the opportunity to go. We have been doing small local regional trips. We did Jim Thorpe, and a few of the artists had the opportunity. We had, I think, three or four opportunities in Jim Thorpe this fall. So we're trying to actually help sustain the community in supporting local businesses as well and, you know, keeping our region alive with art and experiences that are rich for both the artists, ourselves, and and I think it's joyful when you get to see people enjoying themselves in public. 
And you've been thinking over the course of the pandemic, when about what the implications, what we should all be learning or what we all have been learning as we go along about the connections that we value and were not able to make and should be making, those sorts of things, right? Well, exactly. And I think what is really poignant about that is that we crave, I think even people who are not so socially active, I think we we missed out. Not everybody, of course. Some people really liked feeling comfortable in their own homes. But I think most of us have missed connecting with people, talking about conversations, about things. Throughout the pandemic, we were connected. We did not have a disruption of our, our studio time at all. Even though we weren't in person, we continued, as I said, with Zoom. But we also had moments where we could connect by, because of some things that were put in place, we were able to have a one-on-one experiences for short periods of time in the studio in visiting artists in their homes and bringing art kits and taking things. So it was really important to us to keep everyone viably engaged in interacting. And, and so we would go for walks and we would have talks. But it brought us all a lot closer. Even having these experiences via Zoom, we were in each other's homes. And that doesn't happen often, but we were visiting each other in homes and we got to, you know, oh, you're in a different room and people would show this or that in their home that not everyone would have that opportunity. So in a way, it connected us and we became truly, if we were not already a close-knit group, it really, it almost became like we were family in visiting in people's homes and especially over the holiday. Some of the most amazing people to work with here, our staff, did Zooms over the holidays. Actually, one of our staff had a a New Year's Eve party. And again, wonderful things. We did bags with beads and all kinds of fun things, hats. Everybody had hats and blowers. And (laughs) it was really amazing things. Typically, we would not have had the opportunity to think of doing because everybody's usually exhaling at the holiday time. But everybody had already been exhaling, so they were really looking forward to a little fun. And so it was really nice that we were able to have champagne glasses and sparkling water and toast the new year. So it was really special that we had dedicated people working throughout the pandemic and still do. When everybody was home, our staff were working via home, but but still going in, setting people up on their iPads or their computers because they had parents who were elderly who didn't know how to do these things. So we went in and set them up, and again, it was a beautiful experience that we were able to continue that relationship and that innovative connection. And you were able to stay in touch with the outer world throughout the pandemic as well. Really, it's kind of artist-in-residence because people come looking for specific artists to do commissions. They buy artist work. So our artists sold throughout the pandemic as well because of the loveliness of Facebook, and social media. So we never stopped selling. In fact, when the big kind of break came in, when we were allowed to go into stores and things, a woman came in and did a whole, bought probably $1,500 worth of things from the studio to make a meditation room. <laughs> and it was, it was amazing, you know, just how much our art means to people and how happy it makes people. And that, to me, brings me such joy and such pleasure to share my passion and my love of people and art together. I I really am so fortunate and blessed to have the ability to make a living doing what I'm doing. You've been emphasizing the care you take to be safe. So understanding that, you are still inviting us to stop in. The studio is open every day from 9 until 4. That's Monday through Friday. 
with artists being in studio Monday through Thursday, but we do have opportunities for by appointment. But sometimes people just want to impromptu stop by, so they can stop by anytime through those hours of being 9 to 4, Monday through Friday. And then, of course, we're going to be open 11 to 2 on Saturdays beginning November 27th, and we will be open Saturdays until Christmas. And having heard this conversation, people will say, well, I really want to see what this work is all about. Where do you send us? Well, Facebook is always a great option, and we do have a blog spot. But Facebook is primarily where we've been. During the pandemic, we tried to find a creative way of also keeping our staff employed in other avenues. We have a professional photographer, Asina Hirasini, and she did professional photos of each of the artists and professional bios. And so we try to feature the artists on Facebook, and we recycle them, but we still continue to post pretty much daily on what's happening and what the artists are doing every day. And so Facebook is is the best option. I would highly recommend to anyone listening, check out our Facebook page for current work, past work, things that are happening in our lives every day, and just, you know, keeping in the know of the studio. So we're we're really blessed to have all the community partners that we do. And of course, we hold WVIA as a treasure. And you're always so supportive of us. So we really are grateful to that. And it's just been really wonderful being able to speak with you today about some of the things that we're doing and how we are navigating in a safe way. But also on December 15th, it's a Wednesday evening, the studio will be open and we're having apple cider and homemade Bavarian pretzels. We're going to be supporting a local baker who's making the pretzels, and we'll be supporting them. And then we're going to be supporting Grace's Orchard, which everyone loves Grace's apple cider. So we'll be having their apple cider. So it is truly about a homespun Christmas kind of feeling. And so we are here, and we we have, have visitors every day. Someone just came from a new business and bought five great pieces of artwork to put in their new business. So it's it's really great to know that our artwork matters to people and that it finds homes in places that other people are going to see it. Gwen Harlman, art director of the Verve Virtu Studio in Dallas, Pennsylvania, right outside Wilkes-Barre, 24 Main Street, speaking with us about Verve Virtu and the fact that they are welcoming people to come and visit. And the studio will be open 9 to 4, Monday through Friday, and also Saturdays to Christmas. On December 15th, that Wednesday evening, There will be a chance to share apple cider and homemade Bavarian pretzels and experience the feeling and the camaraderie of the studio and also the exceptional artwork, which is so full of color and joy. For more information, facebook.com slash vervevertu, facebook.com slash v-e-r-v-e-v-e-r-t-u, ververtu. 24 Main Street, Dallas, facebook.com 